Welcome to I Wish They Knew, a show where leaders in business and education share big ideas that deserve more attention in about the time it takes to enjoy a cup of coffee. I'm Joe Hirsch. Today's wish comes from Bill Hall. Bill is a president of Simulation Studios, which creates business simulations for corporate and leadership development. He's worked for and with companies like Sony, Boeing, Lockheed Martin, Corn Ferry, Caterpillar, and Sephora. Before starting Simulation Studios, Bill managed Skype's global strategic software business and held executive marketing roles at AOL and Nortel. He writes frequently for Forbes and is the author of a great book called Shift, Using Business Simulations and Serious Games in Corporate Development. Bill, welcome to the show. Joe Hirsch, how are you? Great to be here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm doing well, and I'm doing better now that you're here. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank you. so tell me what you wish more people knew. Yep. So of course, we're focused on more work stuff because there'd be all sorts of other stuff otherwise. But for my kind of my work life, I really wish people knew more about either using business simulations and leadership development. And almost more importantly, what I'll call kind of and or how to actually use them effectively. Um, that's That would be my real wish. So when I'm thinking of business simulations, my mind is kind of going to almost a, a game or or some mm-hmm. sort of like a VR. Yep. So help, help, help me understand a little more and for our listeners too, what, mm-hmm. what is a business simulation? Yep. What, paint a picture for us. Sure. Great. And it's a great question. And um, it's an important question because it, it, you know, simulations can mean many different things to many different people for obvious reasons. And you're absolutely spot on when you kind of put it in the classification of game simulations, fancy word for fancy game. So it really is a game. Now to paint a picture for you, the most common sim, and I'll say kind of 80% of the asks that we get is um, a company wants to reinforce really complicated leadership development curriculum. Um, today's leadership development is incredibly complicated. You've got business acumen, strategic thinking, effective leadership, all sorts of complicated stuff. So the sim will allow people, say, take 25 or so at a time in the leadership development program, break them up into teams, and they're going to make very businessy type of decisions. They're going to decide what they're going to do for R&D, for marketing, um, operations, IT, but they also really have to figure out how they do all this in a cross-functional way. And that's where really the people side of the equation comes in. So the simulation has a huge, huge people management, people, what I'll call corporate development effect um, component to it. Uh, so that's really what it comes down to is they're running, they're living a day as a CEO in a sense. And they have to think about all the components that go into running a business as a CEO. So are we and, talking about people who are senior most leaders in their organizations, or could this even be for people who are a few rungs down? It's that's a great question. Most commonly, I'm going to put it at director and above. Okay. Now, um, one of my favorite programs to run are hypos and emerging leaders because they're hungry, they're excited, they're younger, they got the energy, they're not as jaded as some older executives may be. And I've definitely been one of those. Uh, but most commonly, I'll call it kind of director and above anywhere that you're running leaders through a leadership development program. That's most commonly where it where it resides. And it's a great question. So speak to some of the benefits, because I can see the potential of of something like this, where you really get your hands messy and you're working through real world problems together with others. What are some of the benefits of these sort of simulations? So for simulations themselves, not just how to use them effectively, and I'll get to that in a second, but simulations themselves, um, it really comes down to um, 
learning retention and applicability. Um, I don't think it's any secret that today's leadership development, as I said before, is incredibly complicated, incredibly tough. You've got business acumen, um, um, strategic thinking, effective leadership, cross-functional collaboration, corporate resilience, systems thinking, innovative thinking. <laughs> I mean, it's really, really complicated today. And business simulations let people touch and play with this stuff, right? So they really gain experience. It lets them kind of to kind of try, fail, and apply in a way. And that's how us as adults really learn. We want to be able to play with this stuff and experiment with it without worrying about the real impact on the real world. So this lets them do this. And it all kind of comes down to increased engagement, increased relevancy, uh, which hopefully results in greater retention, um, knowledge retention, application, and really applying what they learn back to their jobs so they do their jobs more effectively quicker. So how long would one of these sims last? Yep. That's a good, another good question. Um, most, I mean, I'm not a fan of big, huge, multi-day drawn out sims. I just, people get bored. They get too complicated. They forget what they're learning. It becomes too much stuff to retain. I'm a huge fan of a really, really challenging, highly engaging one day, uh, but in really complicated topics, it might go a day and a half. If you're trying to teach strategic thinking, like organizational wide thinking and strategic execution, that's a day and a half. But in most cases, you can get this into a day. That's the optimal number I've found. So are we aligning the, the problem or the objective mm -hmm. of the SIM with actual business objectives? Or, or, or is there like a broader goal for the leader or corporate development? most commonly the answer is yes to your question. You're aligning what's trying to happen with the strategy, with the strategy, strategy execution, strategic change. And that beautifully fits into leadership development because you're trying to get the right people in the right place with the right skills at the right time, managing the right group. And so if you combine that instead of leadership development with the say KPIs of a strategic change initiative or any sort of um, strategic execution um, component. So what will happen is, let's say your company's trying to shift from, um, from um, say, pure profitability to suddenly grow market share. Well, that's expensive to do. So the SIM needs to align behind, say, more a market share metric with obviously some still profitability in there, um, as opposed to just profitability. So yes, the SIM needs to align behind what is trying to change within the organization. And that's the great thing about a SIM is it helps accelerate that strategic change. So would these be almost small experiments that are designed mm -hmm. to produce big insights? Great way to put it. Yes. And I'm going to copyright that. It's so, <laughs> Take so it, man. Well said. It's all yours. <laughs> so yes, it is. I mean, as I said before, kind of simulations, fancy word for game, and it's a great hands-on way for people to experiment, learn and apply. Right. Uh, so that is a great way to articulate it. It's, it's, it's a phenomenal way for people to practice the training content and the new strategy before they actually execute it. So a great result from that would be kind of the what, the why, and the how of all the strategy, strategic change, the what's happening, why we're doing it, and most importantly, how do I fit in? And a sim does that in a very safe way, in a challenging way, which is good. So I want to start a sim and I want to introduce this into my organization. Yep. Where do I get started and what yep. should I be thinking about? Um, so... Yeah, that uh, sims are they're funny. They're kind of a niche little obscure corner of the training and consulting industry, right? So what I would say is obviously like anything, kind of do some research online. Um, this is a common question and, it, and it's a hard one because as I said before, they kind of mean different things to different people. So the best thing is to do research on it, do a search for business training simulations, leadership development simulations, things like that. 
if you if you do a search for Forbes, Bill Hall, as you kind of alluded to, I've written a ton of articles on this, and that's free. You can read them for free. They're really meant to help educate people. Um, the book I've written uh, that's on Amazon. If you want to reach out to me, I can email you the full book in PDF format. Um, it's quite riveting. Business simulations and corporate development. Who doesn't want to read that? Right? <laughs> I've done the work. Yep. I've now determined that a sim is the right thing for my company. Yep. How do I get started? Yeah. So my number one, and I've written, actually, it's a great question. I've written about this a number of times in different Forbes articles. Um, my number one advice, I've got a few pieces of advice. I'll give you three. How about that? Sounds good. Um, the first is if you have, don't feel like you have to go to an outside provider because, you know, you, Sims don't need to be big. Um, an easy SIM is a branching story SIM, right? That's a SIM. It's easy for you to do yourself. It's not complicated. It's incredibly engaging and really effective. If you get to the point in the journey that you realize, you know, I've got to go outside, find a provider that you're really comfortable with. That's, that's the trick. Um, they may not be the fanciest, most glitzy in the industry, but someone that you're comfortable working with, cause you're gonna need to work with them closely and you need to have a lot of trust. The other thing is don't make a big SIM. Don't make the mistake of feeling like the SIM needs to be digital, meaning electronic or computerized off the bat. It does not. Um, some of the best SIMs I've written for some of the largest companies are entirely paper-based. So don't think it needs to be ginormous. Um, a small SIM is oftentimes most effective. Um, that I guess, I guess those are my, my biggest pieces of advice. Okay. Super. Started. What about, um, you know, the role of executives in this process? I would imagine that you have a lot of leaders who are, who are going to be served by this. Yeah. Do they have to be bought in before mm -hmm. the SIM is going to be even started? Like, do they have to have mm -hmm. a commitment to the process from the very beginning? You know, that's actually an important question. It's kind of insightful and impressive that you came up with that because usually people don't realize that this early, kind of, you haven't had that much time with Sims. And so it's, it's really quite impressive that you came up with that. The shortest answer to that is executives love Sims. It's just, you know, because if they can, if they can, I'll, I'll go extreme here. If they can torture people with their jobs for a day, um, they love it. Right. And it's hands-on and it's action learning. And in a sense, it's kind of competitive because the teams will compete against each other. They love, they love it. So getting buy-in is not tough, but it is a good idea to do for two reasons. A it's buy-in it's easier, but, but B, um, if you can get their involvement in the SIM program, um, they love doing it. It gives them involvement in your leadership development program. And it's incredibly valuable for the participants because executives will share war stories, of things that are relevant that come out of going through the sim because in a sense they've lived a year or three years in the life of an executive and there can be some really great learnings that the executives can share. So absolutely, yes, if you can do it. Okay, so you've compacted this experience into a very short amount of time. Yep. I'm thinking about now what happens afterwards. So how, how does the transfer of knowledge work? Where's the application? Mm -hmm. And what are we doing with all these insights and experiences that we had? Yeah, so, um, it is important to think about that. And what I kind of share with people without getting too much in the weeds is, um, you know, learning journals, I'm a fan of them, right? And one of the questions inside of a learning journal while they're going through the sim is to really write down what three things are you going to change? Um, and equally important, what are you going to teach others that you learn today? Because that takes the learning in a sense, it makes it a little bit more prolific. That's the easy part. The hard part is measuring that and reinforcing that. And one of the kind of the hacks I tell people is to utilize, most people don't think to do this. If you utilize simple survey tools, like a survey monkey or a 
I don't know, it's the one that comes to mind. Um, use that as a, as a learning reinforcement tool. So yeah, it's a survey, but it's also kind of a, Hey, you know, take this, you know, answer these questions. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to measure how well you're using the information that you learned. So you're kind of flipping the survey backwards and using it as a, as a learning reinforcement tool that tends to work really well. There's other more complicated ways that aren't necessarily hard. You just got to kind of think about them and, and, and implement them effectively. The book is Shift. The man is Bill Hall. And this was not a simulation, folks. This was actual conversation. The real oh. thing. Yes. <laughs> Bill, thank you for sharing your wish with us today. All right, Joe, great being here. And thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate and review the show. It helps others find us. For more ideas on how to communicate with impact, visit my website, joehirsch.me. See you next time.